This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So this is an open forum to, to discuss things with uh, Baruch Hashem. We're on the Colfix. We're on the Colfix. Um, so this is an opportunity to discuss things which we do with the day in, day out. Um, and it's a, it's a tremendous problem opportunity. Um, I know some of you have got questions. Anyone would like to go first? Yes, so, um, so for, for one disclaimer, it's a discussion. I, I don't have answers to anything. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a I'm a like you are, and we have the same problems. And uh, I assume the same or different problems. Well, I, I, it, I, I, it'll be enlightening for me to hear what what other schools struggle with. Yes, yeah, so in our school, we've got about 720 pupils, and they come from different religious backgrounds, and we struggle with how to uh, put them into groups, because we only have like five teachers per year group, and they're talking about 120 in the year group. And um, if we had a blank canvas, so how would the Rov uh, advise us to make these sets? Based on academic ability, religious commitment, or any other criteria? So, I, I, again, I'm lacking obviously a lot of context and feel, but classroom, the most important part of it is it should function well. So if religious background, there's a certain assumption. You're coming to a school which is considered by the non-religious to be the most religious school you'll ever see. So there's a statement, the fact that, the, that he's coming here, and it's assumed that the boy will not speak about openly being Michal Shabbos, uh, uh, things like that. You know, he'll sort of keep it a bit quiet. So making a classroom where on the learning level they interact well is, is just for the working of the class, that's probably the most efficient way. The, the, the level of religious observance is not gonna play a role in the classroom. You may want a supplement for a boy that might need certain more, you know, ashkaf about Shabbos, things like that. But I think the, the basic classroom, you, you want to do it in a way that the class works well together. That, that's what I would feel is the... Uh, the that's what we do. In terms, in terms of, so it, it, you know, two things basically affect classroom function. Ability and, let's say, um, desire to study, you know, you know, how much commitment, let's put it that way. So if it's, if it's a boys that have a problem sitting still, so you have a sort of a common denominator and you, and you plan accordingly, you learn accordingly. If you have boys that are weaker in skills and in ability, so you plan accordingly. But a classroom at the end of the day is basically being run around studying, around teaching. So it, it has to be able to function that way. So let's say you have a boy who's really bright, but he can't really sit still. Maybe he shouldn't be in the same class. Well, well, equally bright, but can sit still. Again, depending. So you have a certain structure for what you're teaching, how you're teaching, your expectations. So, for instance, in in a classroom where most boys can't sit still for a while, you want to break it up into pieces and parts. You want to make some of it exciting. You want to go off topic. You want to do certain things to. to, It's very hard to chain somebody down for, for five times as long as he could sit. So you, you're creating a, an environment that's going to sort of be apropos. Um, so you want all the kids that this is the type of environment that's good for them. It has nothing to do with ability. It has to do with your focus. 
On the other hand, if, there's, if you have a classroom where the abilities are very different and, and the focus of that class is, is, is the learning, then we're going to have a problem. So, so you want to make, um, group, group the boys in a way that the function of the classroom um, is, fits more or less everybody. teach lower down but there's a problem solving with a very religious boy who can't cope with this with the standard and you put him in a lower group it's inevitably with the less religious boys and that becomes the chavra it's largely largely defined by your jewish kind of group <coughs> so and also that just to add on to my road also the boys our problem is the boys sort of associate their level of yiddish type with with what group they're placed in so as I explained to Rosh Hashim, we have so many feeder schools, we have a massive range of boys, and they start to associate their, their worthiness, their religi re religiosity, based on their, their group, which is connected to them. So let's take a, 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 a parent who's at the, at the at, let's say, who's a home that is very, very strong in terms of observance. They're sending a boy here, they're sending him for a reason, because at the end of the day, he's not being served in another school. So, so that's a decision that a parent has to make. You, you can't, you, you have to define what is your primary goal. We have the same struggle. Our school, in the greater Washington area, there are about 2,500 Orthodox families, mostly what you would call weak, you know, barely Orthodox, uh, nominally Orthodox, with a small, especially with yeshiva in the last 25 years, with a small group that you would call yeshivish and so on, and in between. So we define the school in a certain way, you know, and it's a balance, but the school actually, we've become more yeshivish out of a conscious decision that now things have shifted a bit, but parents who feel it's not enough and the kids, you know, his kid doesn't well enough or whatever it is, it's their decision. We, at some, you can't. If you stretch yourself too far, you end up in a lot of holes. It's like a piece of cloth. You have to say, what's my core achrayis? And same thing, you know, when it comes to us in yeshiva, we ask ourselves, what's our achrayis? So we are the only yeshiva in the community. There is a modern school, a mixed co-ed school. We're very different clientele, but we're the only yeshiva. So what we what I need to take a look is what is the median of the community and which kids would not be served at all without the yeshiva, and, and sort of balance it that way. We, you know, we have the same Sadadar Haru. When you're in a place that you're trying to, when, every, when everyone's moving one direction to the extreme, let's say in someone like Lakewood, there's no decisions to make. It just, you, you pretend that you're doing everything like everybody else, and, and, and that's it. It's, you know, it's, everyone looks at us over their shoulders, and, and that's what decides what's gonna be. We have decisions to make. And, and part of the decision is there will be boys that the parents want something else and will say, listen, our advice is to kill at large and you have to make your decision. You know, you can't... Uh, and it's always, I understand that having stronger kids makes everybody stronger and so on, but you have to ask, what's your advice? Which are the children that you, this school is, 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 the, is the place for them? Now something just on a different topic. One of the challenges we face is uh, Kedusha, especially with technology and things like that. Can Roshiva really give us some guidance as to how you know, appropriate it is for us to, to talk about it, to engage the kids? 
We just got back from Shalaton last night with, uh, with Year 13, which is the eldest year, the pre Yeshiva boys. And after the, we had a little tish, and afterwards, just having the boys gathered around, we were schmoozing a little bit. And the boys opened up, and they said, You should know that they said that we're a little bit fake. They said, Beshame, in the morning, we come to Tisal, the Chulay, the Chulay. And at night, it's better the Rebbein don't know what goes on. And they said, well, mum is struggling, and there's problems, and our parents don't understand, and they, oh, we were too embarrassed to come to our Rebbe. And they were keen about asking for help. And I said, I'm going to get back to you, we're definitely going to do something. You have my word, I told them we're going to do something. But um, they were like, keen a little bit open, they didn't say anything, because they were embarrassed. But they said, I, you know, we're doing our errors at night. And we know we shouldn't be doing it, and we feel guilty doing it. So these are the, these are the top years, we were going off to Yishim, these are the very good boys. But the Shilayans generally also for all 740 boys. Well, they feel they're living a, a double life. So, so that's, it's a very good point, and let me share some thoughts on it. Uh, I'll give, I went to a school that was very similar to Tasmania. It was called RJJ, Madura Kamen. There's not RJ today, it's a Yeshivish place. It was a, a school with a thousand kids. The common denominator was that they all registered at the school. That was the only common denominator. There was nothing else. It was the old days you sent them to a Jewish school. You had Chassidish Rebbe's kids. You had one or two who you might call yeshiva. There weren't that many. Um, Balbatish, barely from, totally not from. And you know, that was a big mix. And, you know, internet, not internet. We were four <coughs> subway stops away from Times Square. Times Square is the, the capital of the world's tumor. And um, it, it, it didn't take much. You could check in the cl into school in the morning, take the subway four stops, and come back in the evening to check out. The Baruch Hashem, Yitzhar had no problem. There were magazines. The, the, every, you know, there was no problem with it. I had a Rebbe, Rebbe Zedel Epstein. He, to me, is a dogma of, of a mechanic, of a ish, of, of, of a Rebbe. He had learned in Grodna. He was a Balmusa. His Tchunas HaNefesh was, he was a Tohar, he was emis, he was wise, he was to the point, practical. He was a Sulamutz of Arzav Reshmegesh Maima. That was his Metzias, incredible person. He, he retired at 70 Tartisrol, if Scheinberg insisted to become a Shkiach in, in uh, Taror, and, and he was nifted at 95 probably. So um, I, I was studying in school, and in those days it was incredible. People don't understand today. The, the Hebrew department and the secular department were two worlds. There was no common denominator. In the morning, they said, you want to be tzaddikim? In the afternoon, they told us, drop the stuff and, 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 and you know, forget about this. That was the, it was an interesting combination. If you think of problems today, believe me, that was the... So they were discussing... <coughs> birth control pills had started to become public, legal. I don't know exactly what, but the birth control together with abortion became a topic. So I was 15 years old, I went over innocently, and in, in research, I asked him, what's the halacha about birth control? He asked me, it's the Gale Meiser? <laughs> so, 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 so I said, no, I said, the teacher, the teacher raised the question, and, and, uh, and I, I don't know, I don't know what the halacha is. So he thought a moment or two, he said, sit down. And he explained to me everything. I, I mean, I, I knew the, the, the I, I knew, uh, the the Nirang Zivuk that that we all knew that was not that was not but he explained to me the cycle the rhythm kind of he explained all the things and what the lock is so as a matter of fact 
as if you'd ask somebody uh, a shayla in, in, in Esrig and explain to you the dots. That's how he explained to you. That was a tone of voice and very that. And fine. And I realized, I mean, he was a Yid, he was a Kaddish Atar. That was, that was a... But he, he, he said, okay, he's in a school. This is what we're talking about. I can't, I can't prava... I have to be, I have to explain it to him. Kids know everything, are into everything, have seen everything, have done a lot more, and so on. That's the world we live in. We need to... We don't have to find out what they did. What we need to know is to teach people towards Kedusha. And the way to do it, I really feel, I, I, my, I do a VAD. Most of my teaching is in the Yeshiva Dola there. It's one institution, the high school, the Yeshiva Dola, the girls' school, the Kyle, they're all on the one administrative wing. So, but I, I'm, the high school learns the same as we do, and I, the kids from the neighborhood, I know them. And I do a VAD for the 12th graders. And, and I go through, I do Alishur, I use Alishur as a Seder, but I, I, I talk the things that I feel are more necessary for them, Mat Gishmodan. We speak about Kedusha. And I explain to them, I, I, Kedusha is a positive value of self control, discipline, focus. It used to be that people worked hard, people and did not have much free time, people got married young, there wasn't advertising, there wasn't things, what Sanua, even the guy felt embarrassed to put things out in the front. So it was easier. I said, today, our understanding is we're swamped. We need to start being proud of Kedusha. And what I do is I make it getter. I don't go to a place I shouldn't go. I don't look at something. Everyone has this thing. I said, Kedusha is a positive value. And it's built up slowly. And, and the beauty of it is a person is in control of himself totally. Just like, and I use a muscle. When you see somebody going at a, at a table, at a, at a buffet, and he's hopping and grabbing and, and, and charging. He said, you see a priestess? I said, I'll ask Kama when somebody sees people, sees women, and he, and he can't stop grabbing. Don't you realize that that's Ashchasa? And Ashrenu, we have the ability that a person can tell himself, now is a time for it, now is not a time for it. It's a long process, it takes a lot of work, but, wow, it has to become, I have to talk about it, 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 when they look at what they're doing as terrible and you don't want to know about it and so on, so first of all, um, it's, you know, if it's really so terrible, then a teenager really wants to do it. The more you tell them how bad and terrible it is, it, 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 it touches some nerve of, of yes. Two, um, he, if he feels ashamed and embarrassed, he has no reason, no one is, no one is motivated. If I tell somebody, here's a job and you can make money, they'll do it. Here's a job and you can keep your head above water and not fall into debt. It's not, not a big incentive. People like to accomplish and feel good. So instead of stressing how bad and terrible, express Kali Yisrael is given the opportunity for Kedusha. Am Kaddish means we can reach it. It's a process. We live in a world like Hashem put us in this world where we start, the given is we're in a swamp. And we can slip ourselves out. And talk about it. Talk about the beauty of a person restraining himself, disciplining himself. I, I, I tell them, imagine, look at this relationship when a person gets married and she's one of many women, or she is the one. I tell people when they, when, in a workplace, like, how do I explain to a coworker not to, you know, that they want to touch or whatever it is. So, you know, Kedusha is not going to go very well explaining having impure and evil thoughts doesn't get you very far with that guy. It's not going to work terribly well. But I said, how about the following Nusach? We, we, our 
bond with our wives is the most special bond in the world. And we want it to be unique. And this, so when I come home, my wife comes, we know there's only two people in our world. People can relate to that. It, it's a positive thing. And, 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 and you tell people, Be'ez Hashem, the day you build a relationship that includes the ruchnias, the emotion, and the physical, and that's unique, and there's nothing else, the more you're committed to that, and less than something else, the closer the bond is so. I think these are things that, that, that boys can relate to. And again, that's a message that you have to keep giving. And like I said, Chinuch is always, we have alumni get together at Yeshiva Dola um, once a year, in Baltimore once a year, in New York, we used to have, and so on. And, and I tell them it's very meaningful because what I see in the base Medrash is not the goal. The goal is 20 years down the pike. Who are you? What are you? And to see that people have grown into, um, in, into people of, Erechim, a value, and, and Rashivas, that's a, a, so, so yes, they will do things, but, but if, if, if what's percolating in their mind is the beauty and the Rashivas and the ability of Kedusha, they will come when it snaps into place, and that's what you're looking for. Is the saying that Yes, but they should, they should talk about it, but they should talk about it in a positive way. The way you talk about learning, you don't talk about don't be an Amar, stupid. In my days, they said you're an Amar, it's good for nothing. That's what you want to be. It doesn't go today, and it's not going to work well. But if you speak about, let's speak about Kedusha. Kedusha is beautiful. Imagine a person, he tells, you know, he, 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 he's the one who decides what he wants to look at. He's in control of himself. We have to work towards it. Speaking about it, I think very much so. I mean, it's silly. What are we not going to talk about it when I remember... You know, my 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 mother-in-law was was um, you know she was from the older and they, they they assumed kids knew nothing and stood nothing. She dealt a lot with um, medical referrals, like a lot of people call her, and, and even Friday night the phone rang twice, she answered it. So we're sitting at the table, and um, she she you know she the phone rang twice three times, and uh, and she she answered. And then she came to the table, she, t- she muttered some of my father-in-law about someone needs emergency hysterectomy or something like that, whatever it is and so on. She used the fancy medical word, whatever it is, so that the, kid, the kids wouldn't understand. So one of my boys, I don't know how old he was, he wasn't, he wasn't um, bar mitzvah yet. He was, I was, yeah, I was 11 or 12, but he was a kid that was wise in the ways of the world. <coughs> and he turned to his cousin and said, Oh, Fade, this poor boy should never have a kid again because she should have a uterus and snap. And my mother in law was like, Oh my gosh, like, like wh- where's this from? This is a kid who got me a shlime. This is, and, 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 you know, so that's the way it is. It's, it's, it, it, talk about it and, and speak about it in, in positive terms and in, in, in the value it has to go again and again until it becomes a value. Sure, thank you. Any, any more questions? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we, we, we're seeing a lot, I'm, I'm kind of in charge of the first year in school, maybe grade eight, I don't know what you call So this is, seven, this is like eighth seven, grade, seventh, seven, seventh grade, seven, okay, seven, yeah. Seven, yeah. So I can kind of pastoral stuff as well as, as teaching. So we see a lot of kids who seem to have ADHD, and one of the things I do with my colleagues is we try and work out which kids uh, have these kind of symptoms, and we recommend that the parents get assist. And you know, so a lot of the, the primary schools uh, just ignore it, or the parents ignore it. But I kind of feel it's like a healing mission to make sure that kids who need the help get the help. I just wonder what the Rashiva feels about, you see, because we know 
just saw that Ami magazine about Rabbi Wiesenthal, who's uh, graduated from here. Yeah. And it says trans- his transformation from ADHD to Rosh Hashiva, Ami Wiesenthal. Yeah, this week on Ami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, right, so, what did you say? What did you say? The cover story of Ami this week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Someone had ADHD and became Rosh Hashiva. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so he talks about his experiences in school and he felt the, the teachers didn't like him and he was sent out a lot. Well, not by me, obviously. <laughs> 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 um, and he, he says, like, you know, it's very important that the kids they need to know that we care about them. I just wonder what the Rosh Hashiva feels. My, my personal feeling is, in the in the um, in the medical world, generally speaking, they if it's severe ADHD, they recommend something like Ritalin or right. to calm down. And we do find it makes a huge huge right. difference. So I'm just wondering whether the Rosh Hashiva feels that uh, you know, we're doing the right thing by trying to, you know, get people the help they need. Enough. I mean, when they. One of the great things about the medication is on the weekend you don't have to take it, so if the parents want them to bounce off the walls, <laughs> that gives them that touch. And similarly, when they leave school, it, their creativity is able to, you know, it's a big mile away from the leave school. But in the school, in the first layer, a bit safer, uh, it's, that is actually what happens. Even that kind of dampens down you know, their the, the mood a little bit, uh, not always. So I just want to know if she feels that we're doing, and also enables the classroom to function. So I, yeah, so I, I think a part of a school's job is sort of parent education. Yeah. I would suggest the following. You know, you, 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 you have, you can speak about different things. When you speak about ADHD, bring in somebody who's successful and explains to them yeah. that he was the school's problem. Yeah. When he was properly diagnosed and got the medication, he's a success. You know, it's, the, the, people always work with a stigma. Yeah. You know, they're always afraid. And when when they realize that it's not only it's so, so they see at best that that it'll it'll just take off some problem in the school. They don't understand that for some kids this is the hatzlacha. And in, in America, to their credit, they're a lot further advanced. The people are aware of it. A lot of creative issues, dyslexia. Once mm. you know, once if it's helped properly. Yeah, yeah. So I think parents' education. A lot of times, they feel it's kind of a stigma. Mm. Okay, take medication. If you bring in a person who presents mm. himself and says, "This was me, and now look what I am." Mm. Like 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 a person like that. I don't, I don't know Sir Wiesfeld, but I'll go upon him. I would suggest that you, you need to get the parents on board, yeah. and, and when you speak to one parent at a time, he's a problem. He's, he's a leper. Like, your child is the one who has the ADHD, and he's terrible, and so on and so forth. When you speak to parents, say, for whatever reason, today, either we're more aware of it, it happens more often, um, but we, we're able, it, it's amazing the difference of proper diagnosis mm-hmm. and, and approaches. I, I would suggest that to go, to go that way. Sure. Yeah. Um, the um, Baruch Hashem explains to Russia again about the wide range of, of Armenian. Um, we don't have that much uh, in the years 7 to 10. Uh, we have, they might have maximum two hours of coding a day. Do you think it's age appropriate to focus on fluency in Korea? We often hear the criticisms, murmurings of the fact that the Armenian, whose first language is, is not Russian Kurdish, that they're not so fluent in Korea. Do you think that should be an emphasis? How important is fluency in Korea? Can I just add that we, we see the boys in year 11, 12, and 13, and they're not 
apart from the top group, they they, they, they can't read Gemara or Badanish. Oh. They can't translate Homish. But okay, the, I suppose the second question would be how appropriate is it for um, Rebbeim to criticise other Rebbeim? The issue is moving on. The issue is the, the balance of giving them inspiration or education. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I would feel this, um, despite the where the problem. And I, I'll, I can tell you the context where, I, where it draws me. I, I do, I, I'm one of the people that does the Fahers for the Meishiv in America. So two, three times a year I go up to, to New York, spend two, three days, Baruch Hashem, today have more people. It used to be I was the only one, and, and it was tough. Baruch Hashem, they've gotten a lot more people involved. But I do quite a fan, to me, a window. And people from so-called mainstream, like with yeshivas, Korea itself is maybe okay, but intelligent reading, in other words, question, answer, all of the mechanics of intelligent reading is, is non-existent. So the very good are very good, the very weak are going to be very good. However, in a school like this, where it's not a given that the kid wants to become Dr. Kivega, unless you spark the interest, it's not going to happen. In other words, if you spend forever passing the, 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 the tenses in the words, instead of speaking um, <clears throat> inspiration, you're going to have a problem. So I would suggest maybe one day a week where you focus on that and maybe call it today is um, reading skill and you focus on Lahedia, but they need to be able, something has to interest them mm. in the argument of the Gemara, in the Svara. It, 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 we, we, we need to, we, we, our situation is where we need to spark an interest. And, um, and I see it in, in schools where they only have, they have an emphasis on the dictograms and so forth. So the kids do know how to read, but there's very little that, that has moved them in terms of learning at Pasuk and Chumash. So I do feel that given the situation of school, that both in Ashkafa sparking the interest, the, the, the giving over the right values, and in Gemara making the argument cogent, and interesting, mm-hmm. when a kid is able to say a svar and make a point, it thrills him. So maybe dedicate one day a week or so for pure reading, reading, passing, passing, reading. So, okay, this is a skill-focused a, a class. And, but the most of it learning should be a lot more because, because that's what you want to do. May I add on this point, Rabbi? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we go back a long time. We go over 40 years. I got my, my, I have a grandson in New York who's 11 years old. Yeah. And I got yesterday the words that he had to fill, they translate. And they do it not in the sheer time, they do it outside. And, and, and it's reverse, I, I'm going to show it to the Hebrew afterwards. There's 118 words here that I, I had to study with him on Wednesday night, 118 words. And, and, and basically he knew it. But of course, it, it depends how much time you have. But the main focus is he did it outside the sheer. So maybe there could be some kind of... Yeah, that's all possible. Because homework really works. Most of the day, maybe. Homework really works. Let's give him another... It's more than here, for sure. So we've only got about five minutes left. You want to add to that question?
Any other questions? I just want to tell Rebbe Levinsky that I also wanted to be on the Abbey magazine as an ADHD, but I didn't become a Russian ship. I learned to type ADHD. I always tell the, 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 the person, the person who was Miyasid Alish, he wasn't Miyasid, but he took it from being a mom and pop place to, 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 to all the moistness and that, he's trying to build a building like that. I told him, you know, if you would have been around today, they would have given you two pills and you'd become an accountant. <laughs> you know, he, he, he's somebody who can't sit still, and that's why, he, 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 that's, his, that's his Betsyas. Yeah. But, yeah. Naftali Shif is one of the yes. shakers here. So he, uh, he roughly told us that he, a few years ago, he was diagnosed with ADHD. So he told him, he took a he said, Rebbe, they just told me about ADHD. So he said, I've known this for 30 years. So why didn't you tell me? I told you, you wouldn't have achieved half of what you achieved. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, how do I engage a boy who's totally disengaged in learning? What is this? He's not anti, he's not, so it's just, you know, switched off. And what, first of all, what age is he? I'm 14, 15, or 16, 17. The whole. And what's your, you're just a Rebbe, a Gemara. What, what are you? What, what's your relationship with him? Rebbe. Uh, in Kodesh? I mean, in, 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 in Gemara or in other things? So, uh, I guess a, a close, like always, this is obviously very tall each person. I'm much I use when, sometimes I speak about Chinuch. If I'm trying to sell a car to somebody, so I'm the guy who manufactures, and I come along and I say, let me tell you the best specification of this car. This is, this is the amount of pressure the gas has. This is how quick the, the ignition is. This is the, the this, 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 that, that. And this is, as an engineer, I'm telling you, this is the best car. Maybe, maybe not. I have to start the other way. If I want to, if the guy who does the marketing starts, what does this person want? He wants everybody to look at him, okay? This car will make your head turn. It's this car that only the coolest guys have and, and, it, and, and if, if, you, if you're able to build a personal relationship, what does this boy want? Like, let him talk about something that excites him. There's a part from Baal Shem Tev that I think is profoundly true, and I always wonder why, why the safe didn't get banned. It's, it's in Baal Shem Tev al It says a parashat truma. Kol something like that. He said a marshal. There was a king who had a son that was good for nothing. And so many kings have sons with the good for nothing, but, but the, the, those days, I guess, it was, it was a problem. And we're, we're not talking about contemporary politics. <laughs> and, and the son was gone. Yeah, he hired a special pedagogue to take care of him. He comes to him one day, the pedagogue, and he says, Oy vey, it's even worse. He says, he found himself a girl that he's chasing. So the king said, perfect. He finally wants something. Now we can work with it. Now that he wants something, so we can make a tonight. You can't see the girl unless you do your work, and this, that, and so on and so forth. Um, whatever it is that he wants, once there's a Nediva slave, there's some rutsen, there's some life. Now we can prove it. I once read, I remember this was in high school physics, they, 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 it's the chapter started with a question. Um, which is worse? You, you're, you're, you're in a boat with sails, you're trying to get across the Atlantic, no wind or wind that's going the opposite direction? So everyone says that wind going the opposite direction is worse. It's no. 
if someone in the opposite direction, you can do what's called tacking. You move, you, you, you move the sail and the ship goes this way, then it's this way. You can zigzag because you're using the power of the wind. If there's no power, there's no sailing, period. And sometimes, even on a personal relationship, if you can find a way the boy talk about something that he cares about, and so not always is it easy to is it easy to find a way how to channel it. But as a person, so so now he has a relationship. He knows that you understand him. How much he enjoys this, that, the other thing. And, and you know, for instance, when it, when it comes, so if a boy tells you he's very involved in sports or whatever it is. You tell him, you know, it's really the competitiveness of it that makes it exciting. The fact that you have people competing against each other. You know, you, you have to be able, it's not always so easy, but finding an Nakuda what the kid is interested in is a starting point. Even on a personal level, he'll be able to share, he feels, if he feels you understand his world to some degree, he's already more amenable to talk about your world. And, and finding a way to, to, to curb it. And it's, again, it's, uh, these are things that are not easy. I'm not about the saying, but that's a place to tap into. How, how to, two things on that. Firstly, how would you then move on from there to get you know, So, first of all, on a personal level, you can, you can talk, then, then, you, then if you talk to him and say, you know, I mean, what is your deepest shifa? What are the things to you, if, if, what would you want? You want to see yourself as being a noble person, a good person. How would you define that? What are the things that make a person that? I, I once, I, I had, they had a very good class, two or three years ago, it was the scene class, an extremely good class. I had them, they, they paid me a crazy Friday night, so one boy asked me, how do you define a good person? So I said, you tell me, let's go around the table. I went around, asked each one to think, how do you find a good person? Find something that touches him. What would you like to remember as? What, what would you think your children would be proud of? It has to be in a context when, he, when a child is open, we're sure of that. But once you're able to tap into that, then you can start showing how different parts of Taira are giving that. Because that's what it is. It is better than that. Yeah. I, I want to add a point about this. It, it, it's in many ways, we have it easier than a very sheepish place. I want to explain why. When a kid in a very sheepish place tells you, I want to become a massive Tamil London, it might mean he wants to see his picture mishpacha, you know, or in the atet, or in or, or in the eta yatet, but in, in something or other, the, 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 you know, that's that's what it might mean, because in his world, being a chash of a tremendous talmud chacham and yeshemayim is the equivalent of a Cambridge or Oxford graduate. It's coming with chashivas as measured by society. When you talk to a boy and speak about being noble or good, you're talking about real things. And that's one of the reasons why boys who come from a, a, a non-Yeshivish background, in terms of Tzuras Adam, they, go, they can go very far. Because what motivated them wasn't, um, you know, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't, if I want to be well-known, popular, etc., et I should have made money, I should have had a high degree, I should have this. What motivated us, and it's one of the differences, what, made it, what motivated us for, for Kaidish was something real, where somebody grows up in a society around it's being chashiv, and and that's and 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 that's the and, and so yes you have a harder battle, but once you tap into that you tap into something real. Maybe there's just time for one more question. Uh, I, I already asked. Maybe someone else wants to ask. Are you coming back? Are you coming back?
The child with the parent. As we decision backfired on Hall and so on, but you can decide and tell the parents, listen, the way your child is now, this is not the right school for him. It's the school, he, he, he's not getting anything out of school and he's disruptive. We can't handle it. You know, if you're willing and you can make that move, which is appropriate at some point, then let them make the decision. At the end of the day, they're the parents. Your price extends to that. So if it becomes where it's, you know, it's past a real red line, then you can say, listen, we're not servicing a child and we are disservicing the other children, you know, the way he is now, and, and we're going to have to help you find a different place for him. <laughs>